We all have our battles, Dad. Yeah. Mine is against those cowards at the Doug Wiki. Who think yeah. this particular episode aired in 1994. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Favors, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. There's no rule in the rule book that says a Doug episode has to be good. <laughs> and Jim. Remember, whenever in trouble, post 9-11. Today, we cover episode 48, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 48, part two's title is Doug's Babysitter. One of the lost episodes. Yeah. Oh, yes. One of the lost episodes. <laughs> yes. The dark yeah. episodes. The forbidden episodes. The reason we say this is because we just we just did some big brain research on the Doug Wiki like we always do. And we verified the research because we know we can't trust them implicitly. Uh, it turns out Cowards. that this episode, along with uh, Doug's bum rap, the one about uh, Doug getting in trouble for cheating with Chalky and whatnot, those two episodes were apparently not... Not included on the original season four DVD of Doug. And nobody knows why. <laughs> why this would be, I have no idea. Possibly because, I don't know, they suggested bad things. Well, no, that doesn't even make sense. Either. Like, this one feels like an, another attempt to do a Disney episode that's weirdly does not get the concept of what a Disney episode is. I think it's because this one, Doug, like, talks about betraying authority. Right? Like yeah, that Doug, is... Doug, this episode ends with Doug concocting a scheme to get an old lady some dick. <laughs> yeah, well, but we're talking it, about it, the possible bad things here, Sam. Right, yeah, that was the nice <laughs> thing he did. <laughs> That's the moral, right? Is <laughs> get you some girl. <laughs> Remember, anytime an authority figure causes you trouble, make sure they are in a position to get dick down. Is that the reason why she's so grumpy all the time? Oh, no. Yes. I was literally just about to say, this lady is in some desperate need of some rod. God damn it. Is like that this, the moral? Absolutely. Yes. No. That's not a question. That absolutely. Like, you might think we no. are doing a joke or prank right now, but no, we are not. That is, in fact, the fucking moral. Oh, this episode rocks. No. I, lo I love this episode. I, we were also talking before the episode, before we started recording, Recording. Uh, this is maybe to me one of the most structurally competent episodes of Doug. Yeah, they fucking foreshadow, right? <laughs> yeah, they. You see a picture of uh, this babysitter's late husband, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's just Green Mister Bone," and then she hooks <laughs> up with Mister Bone. Yeah, my argument would be on this one that while the overall structure is competent, the individual elements are weird and disjoint it's like insane if you build, like, yes it's it's still a doug episode yeah, like <laughs> have you played that game cruelty squad yet no i own it though but it, i i really want to play that okay like i've never heard it's of it quite good but one of its core ideas it, it creates a cohesive and very interesting whole when every individual element 
looks like something out of an incoherent nightmare circa the 90s. It's sort of like Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Like, it's sort of the same thing here where no individual part of this episode makes a lick of sense, but the grander structure actually functions. Yeah, and the thing is, like, all the things that make the episode insane is what, like, lets the Doug's truly baffling plan, like, make sense. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. We have yeah, to get a bird is... dicked down so we can get a woman lick dicked down. <laughs> it's so weird. It remind that part reminded me a lot of the pork chop episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's jump into this. Uh, So it begins with Doug talking about how he's so amped for the next week because mom and dad won an all-expense-paid cruise trip. And so Judy and Doug get the house all to themselves. It's going to be paradise. It's so wild that you would go on a vacation without your kids. (laughs) For a week when they're like, what, Judy is like... That used to happen. Yeah, I know, it's wild to me, too, but supposedly this was a thing that people did once upon a time. Having a babysitter stay at your house for a week seems insane to me. I mean, I it happened to me once when I was in high school, but my parents had to do like a, they had like a business thing that they had to go to. So it's it's a it occurs. I get for like work or something, but just yeah. like, hey, I'm going to fucking Hawaii. See you later. They're literally <laughs> yeah. going to the hotel. Do you, have yeah. any idea? Do you have how many fucking grandmothers at this point, Doug? You're yeah. one of them. <laughs> they, there are so, 10 to the 14th grandmothers still extant, and astronomers are finding more every day. One of them can put you up. What I was curious about is one, they have Mr. Dink next door. Right? Like, they've made. You don't plot want points. Mr. Dink watching children for an extended period of time. <laughs> Mr. Dink is a surrogate dad, right? Mr. We know Dink's this. a surrogate dad who lets the kids play around with power tools all they fucking want to. I'm fairly confident that even Phil and Theta are not giving him unsupervised access. But at the beginning of this, they're just doing it with no babysitter. They're just saying, you two just fuck off and do whatever you want for the next week. Yeah, right? Leaving full power to Judy, as is right and proper, as the eldest sibling reigns with an iron fist sure but if the deal is later that they want to get him a babysitter why not just be like especially on short notice they're like hey uh the dinks why don't you just stay at the dinks like they even one of the things on this we we're definitely going to be getting into this list of phone numbers that they show us shortly one of the things on there is neighbor <laughs> they don't give his name because you don't want to mention the neighbor i suppose maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's the neighbor on the other side yeah dick oh, is on the right neighbor. And then there's somebody on the left. Right, that has always, always been very strange to me, is that there is clearly a house on their left and that we never see who lives there. Maybe that's where Skeeter lives. <laughs> that would be funnier. <laughs> no, we know they live on different streets. He lives on Ocean Blue I, Avenue. I know. All right. <laughs> it's probably that old grandma that Doug sold chocolate to that one time. Tried oh, to wait, scan. no, no, no. That's the trailer where Roger lives is next door. Oh, maybe. That's why he's always in Doug's backyard. Of course. He lives in a house, and inside that house is the trailer. Right. They have a like a shadow pocket universe in there where it's yeah. like a rolling it's hill. Like, it's like the, the Hotel Paris at Las Vegas where it's painted to look like the outdoors on the oh, inside. Oh, 
There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's the only <laughs> reasonable explanation. That's got to be it. Yeah. All right. Well, so mom and dad are getting ready to go to uh, this vacation by themselves. Finally, Doug and Judy are going to be alone in the house. For the first time in, well, right. it's been like several seasons. It's been a few episodes of season four. They were yeah. mostly around for season four. I guess that's true. But so dad is is getting ready. Dad ha- is bringing a tennis racket, golf clubs, a camera, and he's wearing a fedora. So my man's ready to party. Uh, my man's yeah. going to Comic-Con. <laughs> yes. And so mom has made a list of phone numbers for Doug and Judy. Like it's a very long list. It's played off as a gag. It's like a very long list of phone numbers in case they need help. Uh, and the first few are normal things, right? And and obviously a lot of the jokes that we're about to scroll down on, you could only see if you go frame by frame, which obviously I did. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, we have, it begins with the doctor, the vet, neighbor, <laughs> whoever neighbor is. Dink still hasn't introduced himself to the parents. They don't know who the hell he oh. is. There was that time that Dink helped Phil steal a car. But aside right. from that, there's nothing. And maybe this episode takes place before that. <laughs> Entirely possible. Uh, there is emergency. There is fire. There's police. And then we get into National Guard, CIA, FBI. In case you need to entrap somebody, Douglas. Yeah. And then followed by parents comes immediately after FBI. There's parents. Which ones? No way to know. Maybe they're talking about their parents, so that's a grand number. Which of their parents? There's a selection of them. Maybe there's several numbers. But Mm. I think, uh, appropriately, right after parents comes hotel, which is probably the hotel. We know that one by heart. You don't have to give us that one. Yeah, uh, and then after only that, interaction with you for the entirety of seasons one through three. Yeah, after that we see plumber, we see gas, we see the UN. After that, uh, and then there's a big list of like it scrolls fast and you can't make out what any of the ones come after that. They're all just scribbles. Yeah, it's just scribbles. But then we slow down a little bit. We see Interpol. And then we see this one is the one that we had a little bit of discussion on before we started recording. We see Uncle Harry. Harry. Not happy. Harry. Very close. This is a different person. Someone who was not killed 30 years ago in a Mm. mysterious accident. This is Harry. Please don't put the mask on anywhere near him. What if Uncle Happy's full name is Harry Happy? Oh, Harry Happy Uncle. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Happy Uncle's holding hands. Speaking of Disney songs. No, but uh, this, like, because Harry, it's it's in all caps, right? And Harry is just two lines away from Happy, right? Like the, the, the little yeah, line. Yeah, I on think the we R. can only conclude that the two lines underneath the R were added in absolute panic after they realized, wait, shit, we just put down Interpol. They're still, they're still have a warrant <laughs> out for him. Yeah, maybe. They know he's wanted, and so this is his, like, uh, his fake name. They're like, they'll never guess that Harry is happy. <laughs> oh. He's a grim man, sorrowful yes. and dour. Well, thankfully, after, like, you, you would, honestly, you'd go down these things in order. You'd go Interpol and then Uncle Harry in order to get you out of trouble after Interpol. And then after that is the cleaner. So after Harry is done with his grim work, you call the cleaner. Calling Interpol because they clogged the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And then after that is the grocery store. And then obviously after you go to the grocery store, you need to be able to call the SWAT team. And then after that, the Peace Corps. And then Hydro. And then school. Hail and then Hydro. Hail Hydro. <laughs> then the school. And then hardware. And then post. Post 9-11. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Jim saw that the uh, the first number after Pose, the first number of the seven phone numbers is 911. <laughs> what did Jim Jenkins know, and when oh did he know it? Right after the hardware that was used by the Peace Corps and the SWAT team. It's the hardware that really melted the steel beams that Yes, day. yes. The hardware used to do wetware, yes. Oh, and all the numbers next to them, some of the numbers are real, but there's also, like, triangles and, like, dash lines through some of the numbers. It's so you can dial with the PlayStation controller. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yo. Yep. Get out. These are all just these are all just like cheat codes in order to unlock Interpol in in, in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, this is how this is how you fix the clog toilet as you put in yeah. the anti-clogging cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> Lorac. God. <laughs> well, uh mom they they eventually leave after uh Doug and Judy are like, "Hey, we'll be fine. Everything will be sweet." Uh, and they eventually leave, and Mom is sad in the car. She's like, You know, Phil, this is the first time we've left our babies alone for a whole week. Which, you know, we no. know is not true. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, but as Phil is saying that they're responsible, they hear from inside that Doug and Judy are immediately starting to scream and kill each other and fight over whether to watch Space Monks or Shakespeare on Ice on TV. They're just, like, throwing the table over and pulling the drapes down, pissing all over the floor. <laughs> Pandemonium. Yeah. It's exactly what Doug imagined that Stinky would do that one time if he had to take care of Stinky. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Mom and Dad eventually come back inside, and they're like, all right, you two suck, and we can't trust you ever again, so we're going to call Mrs. Stinton to come babysit you. Who is this Mrs. Stinton who we should clearly know by uh, past experience? Fuck you. Who knows? Getting a 16-year-old a babysitter is very funny. <laughs> yes. Because doesn't Judy, hasn't Judy, no, wait a minute, Connie's babysit before, Doug has babysit before, hang on. Yep. Uh-huh. What if they just called uh, Connie? What if they called Connie to babysit? Call, them? call Roger. <laughs> yeah. He's older, technically. Yeah, it comes calls Roger to babysit Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait, wait, what if they called Patty to come and babysit Doug? <laughs> that would rock so much. Oh, man. Well, apparently, Mrs. Stinton uh, was available on very short notice, and she's this older lady with, like, her hair in a bun, wearing, like, a cardigan, and they wave goodbye, and Mom and Dad just leave, and Mrs. Stinton immediately starts unpacking her bag, and she pulls out stuff like a welding torch and, like, a satellite dish with headphones on it, and just, like... Insane things to keep in her bag, right? Mm-hmm. And then she starts singing. Oh, yeah. She sings a great song about rules and discipline. According to the rules, we always do our chores. I'm 
according to the rules. Animals live outdoors <laughs> before we watch TV or go out to have some fun. Fill out these forms and tell me where you're going, when you'll be back, who you're with, the phone number, and the name of at least two adults will be there, and make sure your homework's done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Punish me, Mrs. Stinson. Also, the song <laughs> really, really sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they're doing Mary Poppins, but they only had enough uh, juice in them to do one song. <laughs> also, the one song is weirdly incoherent. Like, this is the biggest thing that bugged me about it, because the Disney formula for something like this is pretty well established. There is a at least two or three verse song on the subject. They couldn't come up with more than two verses, and then they just threw a couple of random gags in seemingly for no reason just we had this and if she says it in a kind of musical sounding voice that makes it a song and like halfway through the song they just change it into a, a 12 days of christmas yes <laughs> it's probably because this is like the first song in doug that isn't entirely sounds. <laughs> according to the rules no telephone calling no reading comics no crazy I mean, I guess they've had beat songs. Yeah, that's true. They've had the beat songs. They've had banging on a trash can. I, that's true. They've done some songs before. Uh, but the one that I think is most distressing, thats the thing that in this song that I think is most distressing, is that she says that Porkchop has to live outside. She says animals live outside. She just fucking throws them out the door. Uh, yeah, he has his own fucking house out there. It's better appointed than the funny's house. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. What if, like, so there is a gag in here where she, like, locks up the fridge. Like, she, like, welds the fridge together. What if she, like, welds Porkchop's door shut? She's like, no, you live outside. <laughs> According to the rules, all dogs <laughs> must be dead. What's oh. also funny is that she says that animals live outdoors as part of the rule, and then immediately pulls out her like little snitch parrot to live yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, because yeah, I guess she can bend the rules because you know a lot of. I guess this is supposed to rules be rules like, are for other people. They're yeah, not for me. I think that's when I break the rules, be. it's because it's for a just cause that makes sense. When, right. when the riffraff do it, it's wrong. Oh, there it is, folks. It's I'm doing it in order to protect them from themselves. Yes. I got any some dick. <laughs> also, yeah, the fact there's a throwaway bit in the song about, and here's a picture of my dead husband. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, like I said earlier, it's green, Mr. Bone. It's and he's straight up green, Mr. Bone. I don't know. He looks to me, he's more like a, a sneering guy in a military uniform. And I'm just like, oh man, all right. He's like, I don't know, he's, he looks kind of like... He's uh, got Mr. Bone's nose and just general, like, head shape. Sure, he's what if Mr. Bone joined the army? Uh-huh. God. And she also, something else in her, in her like, tirade of things that she talks about, she says that Shakespeare isn't for young ladies as she pulls it away from Judy, pulls her Shakespeare book away, and says that Shakespeare had a dirty mind. I mean, he's not wrong. But, yeah. I mean, like, taking Shakespeare from a child trying to read Shakespeare is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want kids to be reading Shakespeare. <laughs> no, only read the Bible. <laughs> that would be great if she replaces, she replaces that. She's like, not here, wrong. read this instead. <laughs> Please do not open the Song of Solomon. Bad things down that path. Right, yeah. 
I wonder if that was in the original draft. And they were like, ooh, wait a minute. Never mind. <laughs> Another <laughs> moment that gave me pause is again when she pulls out the little snitch bird sunflower. And the first thing sunflower says is, I smell children. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. weird like, going on. He's trained like a drug dog where she like holds him up to kids. <laughs> Children, I smell children. <laughs> smell this, boy. <laughs> this one's fresh. <laughs> this one's fresh. <laughs> this one's a little pervert. <laughs> Good. Well, oh, I smell cum. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, the bird, throughout this episode, the bird frequently opens the kids' doors and, like, stares inside creepily. So. Yeah, this bird sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing good about this bird. This bird this is a mid-rank Disney villain in and of itself. Like, except for even in a, in a Disney villain setup, when you have, say, a villainous parrot, one, you have it played by Gilbert Gottfried, because there's rules, and two... You can actually do some gags with that that the Doug staff do not understand how to do because their extent of understanding of what gags you can do with an animal is, hey, wouldn't it be funny if they were kind of like people? No, the gag that they always do with animals is, hey, we should get them laid. Also <laughs> that, that yes. That's what they always do. They've I'm trying to argue chop. otherwise, but yeah, no, you're right. I they don't... did it. They they did it when Pork Chop had a girlfriend. They There's did it two with Pork separate chop episodes with... of Pork Chop fucking yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's got to get his weird red dick even wetter. <laughs> oh my god. There's with Stinky too. Stinky got pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck. Well, so the the other things that uh, this babysitter says they can't do, they can't call anyone on the phone as she locks the phone up. There uh, goes the CIA. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> oh, no, we can't call Uncle Harry. We can't call Uncle Harry. Does, does the inclusion of the CIA and the FBI on this list prove that this is in America now. Oh, maybe. I think so. It's just a CIA in every dimension, in every country. Yeah. In every country, there are people who will answer the phone for the CIA, but there is not in every country <laughs> someone who will answer the phone for the FBI. So I think that does suggest circumstantially this is America. Maybe. Yeah, and is it is, are, are like organizations like the SWAT is, is are they only called the SWAT Actually, in wait, SWAT was pretty new around this time. Hmm. Like, I, shit, and I wish I'd thought of this earlier, I would have done some research, but I want to say SWAT was something that they came up with after one high-profile robbery in, I want to say, outside Los Angeles, where just the guys involved were a couple of nom vets who'd gone a little funky in the head, and they brought along, like, a fifty cal machine gun, and the discovery of the uh, California Highway Patrol that... The response of patrol car to a 50 cal machine gun is to stop being a patrol car very quickly. Hmm. So there was this idea that, okay, we'll have the special W-A-T, whatever that is. Sam, give me a dick joke, quickly. Uh, sucking women's awful titties. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Thank the sucking women's awful titties team oh on God. standby <laughs> in order to handle something like that. And then from there, of course, it goes in the direction these things always go, which is, oh, cool. So that means there's a special ops team. So we give them all the money and they can do all the cool shit, which caps off in 
every police department in America having a fucking tank. Well, at least they can call the UN if it's a problem. <laughs> they have that number. It's time to suck some titties, boys. Yeah. <laughs> President of the UN, my country, Bluffington, yearns for freedom. Please bomb us immediately. <laughs> God. Well, so the, the other things they're not allowed to do is they're not allowed to, apparently not allowed to eat anything in the refrigerator because they just, she locks that up entirely. Sure. Uh, they're not They're not allowed to read comics. Uh, no crazy outfits and no dark glasses. Judy can't wear her dark glasses inside. And they go and they eat dinner at the table. And she says that it's dinner made entirely of prunes. And Doug and Judy are wearing like dress, a dress and a uh, and a suit. Given that this this woman's like food preferences she absolutely loves having diarrhea oh yeah i was thinking about that too like holy shit like everything that she gives them throughout this episode is like you you need to shit dude right she she might as well just give them like liquefied x-lax yes of this generation didn't eat anything that wasn't either red meat or potatoes so their colons were a nightmare that required constant intervention in order to function at all past like age 50 yeah but neither do you hey I, <laughs> onions are a type of vegetable also i eat several other types of meat and also several other types of starch <laughs> fair enough do you have prunes and fish oil i have fish oil acquired through fish salmon's a oh, fish damn. also so is tilapia <laughs> well, good. personally, I just like having diarrhea, so... <laughs> Wait, but you love peeing. You've told us that before. <laughs> Who I doesn't? Am I right, kids? Okay, I'm, I'm calling this line of questioning. I'm sorry. Did you open the door and not like what was on the other side, Mike? <laughs> I did. Right after what I if, said what that. What if the pee-pee came out <laughs> of your poopy? Stop yes-anding, Mike. Anyway. <laughs> 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 so uh she gives them a a meal made entirely of prunes just this purple pile and she says no talking at the table eat your prunes they're good for your digestion oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an understatement <laughs> she starts knitting at the table having not eaten any prunes herself she doesn't eat any of them right like she just puts them out for doug and judy and Doug decides that he's going to, like, knock the yarn that she's knitting off the table and then just start stuffing all his prunes in his jacket pocket. Wait, she's knitting at the table while eating fucking prunes? She's not eating them. She's staring at them as they eat prunes What does she's she knitting. eat? She went to the Honker Burger earlier and only got a Big Mac for herself. She, yeah, Makes she went sense. to the Honker Burger and then just eats candy in the other room. Yes, good. <laughs> She gives the burger to the bird. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, and he's just, like, stuffing them in his jacket pocket. We find out later he leaves them in the jacket pocket. He never removes them. Uh, why do you smell like grape soda? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's my digestion. It must be all the diarrhea. <laughs> oh, man. 
Maybe, oh, maybe this is the episode that led to the episode of Doug having diarrhea in the shower. <laughs> yep, clearly. We've connected the timeline. And also that does put it before the uh, Dink helps Phil steal a car episode. Yeah, so, yeah. And so that's, that's why, why just... they were stealing a car together, because after the shit show that was this episode, Phil decides that, okay, I probably should have somebody else I know who can watch the kids in case of a Right. There it is. Okay, so that's the timeline for this one. This one takes place very early in the timeline. Okay. Oh, wait. This also means they were taking a vacation from the hotel to go on a cruise, which is so much funnier. But that's why they have the number for the hotel on the list. (laughs) Call this if it turns out that they're confused why we're not still there. Right. Towards their calls. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. And when they call parents, it just goes to the hotel, and then hotel goes to the parents. Uh-huh. God. Perfect system. <laughs> oh, this is the way they get around the uh, the CIA tracking their calls. <laughs> yes, makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh, and maybe that means that the cruise is not a cruise. That's why Phil is bringing, like, a bunch of weird shit, because they're not actually going on a cruise. They're going on a work trip for the CIA. Also, if you call the FBI number, it just gets you Mike's personal home phone number. <laughs> and I, I get it, and I go, stop making dick jokes, and I hang up. <laughs> we have a complicated relationship uh, with our funders. Indeed. Well, so she and oh yeah, and as we said, she also has this little bird on her on that she has out. That's her little snitch friend. His name is Sunflower. So Doug says that he wants he like goes to bed that night, and it's weird to me that whenever Doug and Judy are around this lady, they have to wear like the you know dress and uh, suit clothes. But when they're in their room, they just wear whatever they want. And when they go to school, they wear whatever they want too, right? It's like mm-hmm. I don't. Does she make them change constantly throughout the day? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> I think we're just led to understand this woman is just the archetypal, uh, obsessive, authoritarian need yeah. freak. Like, just generally every stereotype you can come up with for bad authority figure for kids is right there for the having. Which is Fair. weird because by this point, Disney movies have established the script for this one. It's not a difficult script. It's pretty well-worn. And yet somehow Jenkins and company fuck it up. Yeah, this episode is like, what if Mary Poppins sucked? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they did. I think they went into a boardroom and they were like, what if Mary Poppins sucked? And everyone's like, write that down. What if Mary Poppins <laughs> yeah. sucked? The solution is clearly to have her fuck the assistant principal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is what happened to Mary Poppins. Well, so Doug says that he wants Porkchop to go sneak out and get them some peanutty buddies. And he does. Porkchop, I don't know how he gets them in the middle of the night, but he sneaks out and he gets like Mr. Swirly knows who he owes. He just goes goes to the gas station, Mike. Oh, yeah, of course. And he pays them with a doggy coin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Well, he's sneaking his way back into the house. And Stinton is in the bushes wearing thermal vision goggles and setting a snare trap for Porkchop. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how my husband died in Nam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's guarding the place. Maybe she, like, is convinced that somebody's coming to kill the funnies, and she's like, I gotta catch him. I gotta catch him, right? This is the maybe- safest the funny children have ever been. Right. She's like, I saw that bomb shelter by that crazy neighbor next door. He probably has many guns. <laughs> Dink's fallen into one of my punji traps three times already today. <laughs> right. Every time that Doug tries to call the line for neighbors, the line is just dead. I covered the punji traps in my diarrhea. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Of course that's why the dog fell into it. <laughs> my God. It all makes sense now. Well, she snares Porkchop in this rope trap, like pulling him up into the air, and a bunch of floodlights turn on. She's like, hey, I got you, idiot. You're not giving ice cream to this kid. Come on, baby. That's it. Just a little closer. (laughs) (laughs) Naughty doggy. Give me that ice cream. Yeah, she's like, I want that. One for me and one for the bird. (laughs) (laughs) And Doug is like, man, I bet Quail Man would know what to do in this situation. This gag I liked. Yeah, because you think we're about to jump into a Quail Man sequence, but then the, the awful bird opens the door. Because Doug's door is, is closed at this point. The bird then is in the open door, so the bird opens the door and yells, Fuck Quail Man, that dude sucks, and takes away the paper. Once again, the adventures of Quail Man. You know what? I'm with him. Bird for president, 2024. They successfully established this lady as an awful person that you don't like, and her awful snitch bird that you just want to want to die. <laughs> it's a it's effective characterization. I know. They also they also say that she has a late husband, and they drilled in, and they keep showing it's a fucking green bone. <laughs> And they keep saying, well, it's coming. It's the one and only thing she needs. But the thing is, they don't really set it up that well because I think if the late husband was around, I think he would be just doubling down on all this stuff because he loved the rules too. And frankly, so does Bone. So I think it's weird that like Bone eventually makes her let up, right? Well, that's that's what Dick does to you. (laughs) Yeah, is that so? (laughs) Not in my experience. when, When you haven't nutted in a while, yeah, you love rules. Until that happens. Okay. <laughs> According to the rules. <laughs> yeah, is that like the last verse where she's just like she make? Oh yeah, we forgot to mention there's like a contract for if they have to if they want to go out with someone. Then there's another contract later that she's like, and if you want to stop paying attention to these contracts, you gotta help old Granny out. God. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> so she, cause she, like, as the bird is stealing this, 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 this piece of quail man art from Doug, she's, he's like, yeah, he's not, he's not done with his homework. And she says, How does like, the bird know? <laughs> yeah, what if his homework was to draw a comic? He's Why didn't he just say school. he was an art, an art class? Yeah. Well, Doug can't lie to authority. <laughs> Doug also can't read. We've seen what Doug oh, puts true. on a math test. How the hell are you supposed to tell the difference between his math homework and his hypothetical art homework? 
true. That's why it was okay that they put PlayStation uh, cheat codes in for the the uh, the yes. phone numbers. It's just funny if the Q on Clayman's chest changed every time. Like, yeah, it would just be like a square. <laughs> it's like it's like the Xbox symbol. <laughs> the Adventures of Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> Similar to Quailman, it dies immediately. Of course, and everyone hates it. Yes. Oh, man. And also, it's full of C-Man. R.I.P. C-Man. That's a a niche poll. But, so, uh, anyway... We go, so this is also where she also continues to drill in about her late husband. She says, And as my late husband always said, the rules were not made to be broken. And so we we jump cut to school the next day, where Bone is still doing his weird announcements on his weird closed circuit TV, which apparently this is canon now. Like, this yeah. has always been a thing after the first time they ever uh, announced it. So there, that's a change in the Doug universe, right? Yeah, we have a moment of continuity. So we now have actually established a third thing that happens. And... <laughs> Of all the things to establish continuity over, why this? Well, because it's a nice and easy uh, plot development tool. That's yeah, a way to introduce Bone before, because it would be it'd be very like bad but normal for a Doug episode if they just brought Bone. If they just brought the lady <laughs> to Bone at the end without any setup. That would be extremely like Doug, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it would be very something. jarring, but also very like Doug. Yeah. But here they introduce him, so you know you're thinking in your head, "Oh boy, why did they put did they put Bone the episode? I'm so broken." They should have just made Mr. Bone be the babysitter. Absolutely, they should have. That they already did sense, that honestly. one. It's Doug versus the Rulemeister. Oh yeah, and I guess also when Doug was with Fentruck because they was Fentruck's babysitter. Yeah, Yodler's a pretty tight knit group. Funny. Anyway, uh, do you have any older women I can get my bone on with? <laughs> well, Bone here is recommending for lunch the creamy bologna burrito. Oh, yeah. Doug is, yeah, Doug is super into it. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then he then plugs himself at the end of the announcements. Just a reminder, the tickets are still available for the Civic Awards ceremony, where... Yours truly will be receiving the Disciplinarian of the Year Award. Think it'd go to a cop, but whatever. <laughs> he just gives him to like it's gonna goes to like the the uh the SM place. He's yes. like, I'm the disciplinarian of the year, baby. <laughs> like the, the the later he gets the trophy and it's just like a ball gag. <laughs> I run the cleanest dungeon in Bluffington. <laughs> I remember, oh, no. just because we're all here seeking to get our sexual gratification is no reason to leave the place dirty. <laughs> Stop making that noise when I say the word dirty. <laughs> Clean it up. Leave it the way you found it. Parrot flies in. Brah, there's more cum. <laughs> and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> no steppies for anyone. <laughs> I'll get that parrot yet. See if oh, I don't. Oh, God. <laughs> well, 
So, uh, they, 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 then we go to the lunchroom and Doug's trying to get that lunch, but oh no, the babysitter shows up with a bag lunch for him. With a nutritious lunch for Doug. It's probably more prunes. Probably. And everybody, Doug is so embarrassed because now he has to eat that. He's not allowed to eat the school lunch because she's going to watch him eat it. Probably is. Probably. Well, we go then to after homework being done for the evening. And it's time for exactly one half hour of TV where the sitter has decided they will be watching Top Prison Guards. (laughs) Top Prison Guards, the only show that takes you inside correction facilities across the country and shows you what it's like to be a real live prison guard. This probably sounded way more ridiculous back in the 90s when there were only like 12 shows instead of now when you have like Storage Wars right? and like Live PD and like 3,000 variations of those like shitty cheaply produced reality shows. Right. On the other hand, it is an encouraging moment of at the time that Cops is just now coming out and is taking the airwaves by storm, Jim Jenkins being like, that's a little fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, that is nice that they're just like, well, let's make this like, because this is probably around the time of like America's Most Wanted. Oh as yeah, well, right. Uh-huh. That that show. This is this is probably like, well, let's let's look at the people who who have to deal with all these criminals, right? Because they say they like the 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 little. A promo for it is they say that it takes you inside correctional facilities and shows you what it's like to like to be a real life prison guard. Um, <laughs> it's mostly, it's mostly a lot of sitting around. Yeah, a lot of sitting around and occasionally some uh, brutality to lighten up your day. And if you're really oh, lucky God. in one of the uh, old style places in the South, you can uh, make the inmates pick cotton for you. Oh God, Angola Penitentiary. Previously, Angola Plantation. That probably is shown on top prison cards. Yep. God. And I guess it is It is nice that it's like showing this is like a show that only jerks watch, right? Yeah. This is a, this is pornography for jerks. Right. Well, so Judy says that she's tired, right? And we got to remember this. Judy says she is going to bed, right? She says, I'm tired and I'm going to bed. Yes. But but she she actually is sneaking out. And, and what? Yeah. And she, and Doug, she says that Doug can't come with her because someone has to distract the sitter. But then also says it's every man for themselves, even though Doug has a role in this. <laughs> yeah. Doug, let's be real, brother. Were you actually going to disobey her? I don't right. fucking think so. Peace out, nerd. And Doug is like, give me a burger. And then while Judy is like two stories down, screams up to Doug, what do you want on it? It's <laughs> completely ruining any stealth. And the bird is watching from the corners. <laughs> Which you'd expect to pay off in more of a way than it does. But okay, so remember here that Judy said she was going to bed. 
Because now the sitter, apparently like hours later, because at this point Judy has already gotten to her destination, but the sitter is coming up the stairs with warm buttermilk and cod liver oil, right? Uh, (laughs) Diarrhea juice. Again, yeah, both of these things are diarrhea juice, right? Warm buttermilk. It's like warm milk, except also more diarrhea inducing. Like, it's... (laughs) Who the fuck drinks buttermilk straight? Maybe old people? I Maybe? do. I'm okay. I love doing it. But it's she said my you, favorite don't, thing. you don't like diarrhea, though. I said I love diarrhea. Okay. I think you changed your story halfway through this. No. All right. Clearly the lore remains consistent. This is the important lore of the show. But so... But so, okay, she fucking busts into Judy's room without knocking on the door, right? Even though it was time for bed. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. These things happen. Well, the bird rats on Judy as Doug is trying to defend her. The bird is like, she left. She went somewhere. And And the, the sitter gets pissed. Because apparently Judy, she like the sitter's like, I'll get her back. And it shows that Judy has gone to watch a foreign film. How do you know it's foreign? Because they're speaking in a different language. <laughs> oh. oh <my> God. <laughs> I know. Of course, I don't know what language it was because I, I felt like Jim would know. <laughs> I assume given the context, it's supposed to be French because Maybe. it's being all weird and impressionist. I suppose. Yeah, it's in black and white and it's subtitled and everyone loves it. And it's about, and I felt like Sam would like the the, the movie itself, uh, not just because it's weird and in black and white, but also because it's about a tiny man who is whapping a large lady with a tiny stick, and she says, "The time it flees without your arriving," and then says, "I despair of your silly pointy stick." <laughs> I tell despair of the silly pointy stick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. That's just we micro penis. <laughs> that's the moral here: is everyone despairs of this man's silly pointy stick. <laughs> How uh, awful! Well, Judy does because Judy says I relate to her despair. <laughs> Sister, same. (laughs) (laughs) Too many silly pointy sticks in my life. (laughs) And the cops show up, and they they show up, and they turn the movie off, and the cops say, everyone, everyone, nobody's allowed to watch foreign films in here, and also Judy, uh, is Judy here? Because you gotta go home. (laughs) How she knew to go here? We'll never know. I don't know, because the bird didn't follow her, and Judy uh-huh. didn't say where she was going. Also note that last episode, the entire plot point was the cops aren't really gonna do fuck all for you. Whereas oh, yeah. in this one, this woman managed to turn the cops around inside of an hour to go hunt down Judy at the French movie theater. Well, two things on that. Well, the first off, yeah, and you're right, it is the exact same cops, right? It's the exact same two cops as the ones who couldn't be bothered to find Doug's bike, right? But... Mm-hmm. 
I suppose an old person calling the cops and saying, you, you gotta do this because I pay my taxes and I vote Republican. Is you would better. assume this, but you'd be surprisingly wrong. Cops oh. find those people just as fucking infuriating as anyone who asks them to do their jobs. Huh. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, I guess uh, maybe they just have a thing set up outside the French theater because they're like, this is a crime Oh, yeah. Den. This is just what they always crack down on every time they get a uh, tip. Like, just, right. All right. Round up the usual sp- suspects. Let's just right. go down the French theater, hit anybody who's the wrong color and ask if they know about what we've been called about. They're probably just like somebody here has drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these people are communists. We're behind on our quota let's just go rough up the beatniks that are still around in 1993 and they're like they're like oh yeah and also is judy here (laughs) that was like a secondary thing you people are all still criminals according to the time law you're supposed to exist about 30 years in the past right right and also who here has drugs (laughs) who has drugs i'm coming down awful hard yes Well, they find her and they take Judy back home. They take her home in the back of the cop car. And Judy's like, oh, no. And she gets pissed at Doug, even though Doug says that he tried to defend her. She calls him a stool pigeon. (laughs) Yes. What does what does that mean? I know that's an old timey term, but I it's old timey for the f- idea that you've sold somebody else out in your criminal conspiracy. What exactly it's rhyming slang or whatever for? I don't fucking know. Got it. She thinks Doug snitched on him when really it was the bird. Yes, it was the real pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so so like and also judy doesn't get in trouble at all right like the, the you'd think the nanny would be like oh you're grounded or some shit but she's just like oh i'm glad you're back the nanny doesn't have any real power over them no which they don't realize yeah. until they get her dick right well so they, judy storms up the stairs and doug is like listen judy The only chance we're going to have to get out of Mrs. Stinson's clutches is to combine forces. Get out of her clutches? That woman has nothing better to do than annoy us. She needs to get a life. Wait, Judy, that's it. I know how we can get her out of our hair. And they come up with an idea together. They grab a (laughs) scarf from Judy's trunk, from like her costume trunk, and then they paint Doug's hand black. Good, good. So I was like, I was good. watching this and I was like, no, 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 no. Why are you so uncomfortable, Mike? I can't Moving think of on. Let's get some bright red lipstick. Moving on. Anyway, so they do that. And Stinton. Judy's just like, Doug, what are you doing? <laughs> Doug, stop it. It's just, we're just it's doing not part hand. of the plan. So they 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 Stinton is reading the newspaper. She's she's reading a newspaper that is published by the Bluff Scouts, I guess. It is called the Bluff Scout Buzz. Maybe she is a pervert. Yeah. And it's talking about beatball season, and in the picture, once again, the beatball looks different. <laughs> once again. But, so Doug and Judy, she's like, man, it's too quiet. I gotta go find these awful children. (laughs) And starts to storm around. And Doug and Judy have apparently somehow hidden behind the giant pink piano in the house, 
which is at an angle. Like, it's a horrible design choice. It's like at the middle of the room at an angle. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the most awful place to put your giant pink piano. And they have dressed up Doug's hand with a scarf and his black paint in order to look like a girl bird. <laughs> the girl you bird's ask, funny. How does this uh-huh. work? The answer is badly. And so Judy is doing ventriloquism, even though Judy, Doug's the one who does ventriloquism, but Judy does ventriloquism as a bird girl and starts to hit on the parrot. Why don't you come over and see me sometime, a big boy? That parrot is going to come all over (laughs) Doug's palm. (laughs) That was probably part of the plan. Doug was like, oh, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll little brother, it. the key is you have to jerk the parrot off. <laughs> yeah, that it's was gotta, probably the first. be calm. That was probably the first part of their plan. And then Doug was like, well, what if we just close the piano on him? And Judy's like, oh, all right. Wait, what if we... The parrot gets laid. What if we get the old lady laid? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is You're probably complicating just this. Unnecessary details. Unnecessary they, details. The entire plan was originally probably just what if we jerk the parrot off? <laughs> then we can leave. <laughs> and then we can go to McDonald's. The plan and then they were like, is without possibility of flaw or error. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, all right. Wait a minute. Wait, we could do part two of this. <laughs> That's a good Aww. start. Let's yeah. scope creep, scope creep. Let's expand our possibilities here. Yeah, Doug's just like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but so they 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 dress up, they get the parrot over. They get the parrot over to the piano, and then they slam the bird into the piano, right? They slam Whop, the I'm lid. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, breaking all of its bones. Also, this piano is destroyed. Uh huh. <laughs> and covered in bird shit inside. <laughs> and come. Don't forget yes, to come. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, and so then they loudly whisper out the front of the piano to meet at City Hall at 0800 hours. So at 8 a.m. 8 a.m., <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and then Stinton. It, they hide, they hide, and Stinton comes back, and she yells, Don't worry, Sunflower! Mommy will discipline those nasty children! I also want to call out the mocking of this entire scene, because Stinson went away to go check out, hmm, it's quiet, I should do a walk around the perimeter, and it turns out that the kids were hiding behind the piano the whole time. Then they close the thing on the bird, and they are still behind the fucking piano. Uh-huh. They don't uh-huh. move at any point. Uh-huh. Evidently, she just didn't notice them set up shot behind the piano, what, three quarters of, like, uh-huh. three quarters of the day ago? Uh-huh. And well, uh-huh. I mean, it is. So what time is it right now? So they meeting, they're meeting at 8 a.m. So it's probably like 7 a.m. right now. So maybe they got up at like 5 a.m. and hid behind the piano. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> crime. God, yes. I can't wait to jack this bird off. Oh, my God. I'll, uh, mommy will be back after she disciplines those children. God. <laughs> Gotta get you a little worm, oh. sunflower. What? Wow. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> Bone is giving a speech to nobody at the city hall at 8 a.m. <laughs> He's giving a speech. because, And it's, it's kind of heartbreaking that he advertised to the entire school that he was going to be giving this speech, but nobody showed up. It's at 8 in the fucking morning. True. Why would anyone be there? Yeah, that's a good point. There is one guy there who's asleep. <laughs> And he's giving a speech. You know, Webster's Dictionary defines discipline as training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. Bit of a weird definition, but whatever. I looked up uh, what discipline is defined as, and it is not defined as that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we have a different dictionary. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at Google but The official dictionary. bluff dictionary. Also, um, the... Picture of the, uh, like, the Bluffington motto, which is emblazoned across the dome where this is being held, is so fucking good. Yeah, across the top of the dome uh, is what is, like, the motto of the town, I think. And it's very appropriate for our lore specifically. It says established it says well it says the bluffington bluffington city right and then under it it says established in an unguarded moment and then it was too late <laughs> which it is, it is our lore right that's like, a rich text like the thing is is that like just like we established in our lore thaddeus bluff stole those secrets of like farming right like we established that was the grand treasure that he no, found. he didn't steal it yeah he didn't steal the secrets of farming he just killed the people who were farming locally right. and just took over their land that's what i'm saying like he stole their land which is uh it was at a an unguarded, unguarded moment. moment and then it was too late for them right like it was established because he he took their land in an unguarded moment and then oh god it was too late and they could and all the people were late then, right? Because they all died. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, on a more meta level, we established that this entire thing would be a franchise in an unguarded moment, and then we realized, oh god, this sucks, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, we already bought three seasons. Right, we sold this to Nickelodeon in an unguarded moment, and then, ha-ha, you can't cancel it because somehow people like it. <laughs> no, we very much still can, you little shit. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to go running oh. to Disney, noted entity that at this time isn't God. Yes. God. Well, so Bone says, well, It's always been my motto that contrary to popular belief, the rules were not made to be broken. It's the thing from earlier in the episode. It's 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 not Green Bowen on the stage. <laughs> it's my. It's she wants my... to fuck that guy. <laughs> it's the perfect pickup line. You go to the bar and you go, "Hey, baby." Contrary to popular belief, I believe the rules are not meant to be broken. Bam, <laughs> dick wet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, so a spotlight shines on him as Stinton enters the town hall and she claps alone and is the only one clapping and they hold hands together and she says, Bravo, 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 encore! What a beautiful speech. You think so? This woman's also like 
30 years older than Mr. Bone is. Mr. Bone's yes. fine with that. Remember, he, <laughs> he has like a strange relationship with his mother. Remember when he called? Remember when he called his mo- his mom like schnookums or some we shit? We didn't know that was his mom. It might have been calling Mrs. Stinson. Oh, oh, that episode takes place after this one. So he's yes. calling Stinson and saying schnookums. Oh, fuck. Oh, That's right, shit. schnookums. Your Lamarrickans is really going to give it to those little shits. Oh, In the my. background, the bird is screaming, come, detected. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, this is the origin of Lamarrickans. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. Well, they they the next scene is the two of them at Doug's house. I don't know why they didn't go to Mr. Bone's house, but it's the two of them at Doug's house holding hands on Doug's couch, uh, and they are watching top prison guards together and shoving prunes into each other's mouths. Remember I said that show was pornography for jerks? Uh-huh. <laughs> They're getting in the mood. They are. They're getting in the mood for Husky Dumps. They are getting in the mood for Husky Dumps. And also, as Bone comments to the kids as they wander off. We're going to the Honkaburger. Have fun. Take your time, you two. Yep, the kids. I'm going to be railing the shit out of this. <laughs> I was just laughing about like them having sex on Doug's parents' bed. And <laughs> Lamar Bone is just like, I'm your dad, Doug. I'm your dad. <laughs> he's looking at a picture of Doug and he's like, yo, respect my authority now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never steal my yodeling trophy ever again, Doug. Judy, Judy, why are the master bedroom sheets wet? Oh, no. You know the number of things I've done while wearing your clothes, Douglas. Oh, jeez, I don't want to go there. No, no, no. <laughs> come, oh, detected. God. Well, come, come, come. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we, Doug, they're at the Honker Burger now. The kids are on their own and free because finally all she needed was a good man, right? That's it. All she needed was no, a man. No, she just needed to get dicked down. It's oh. Fine. <laughs> Doug says that he and Judy made a pretty good, learned that they were a pretty good team if they worked together and cooperate. See, they started the episode in conflict, and that caused the central tension. Yeah, it's a, yes. it's a good, it's like a, it's a decent script, right? They actually ended up resolving the problem. Yes, the overall structure is solid. It's just that the individual elements it's are. A fever wait, dream. What? Why? It's a fever dream. And yes. the moral of you gotta get along with your sibling if you want to make something better together is solid, right? I think the moral is still the old lady needs some rod. That's also the other moral. Yeah, which the is weird a- misogynistic <laughs> element of the only reason a woman is mean is because she is not getting regular drop of right. dick. That part, okay, sucks. Toilet with it. But <laughs> the idea of the episode as a whole, not awful. Right. It's just that each individual element is forged of nightmare and... The cooperation that Doug and Judy did was Doug using his amazing fuckable hand skills <laughs> to attract the parrot while Judy said things. Used yeah. her girl voice, excuse oh, you. Oh, yeah, you yes. threw her ver- girl voice into sounding like a parrot. 
<laughs> girl parrot's voice. Yeah. It's a very sexy hand. <laughs> the cooperation itself was utterly nonsensical, but thematically okay. Solid stuff. Well, yeah, that that was I was I pointed that out earlier. It's like all the insane shit that happens in this episode just sort of like lulls you into believing that this is this is like this works. Yeah, even though like if you think about it for a second, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, yeah. it doesn't. Absolutely not. Yeah, I also love how it just ends incredibly abruptly. Right? Uh-huh. They're like, okay, we made a good team. Okay, bye bye, fade to black, and they're like, we have no <laughs> idea. We have no idea if the parents come back. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows if Bone is really his new dad now? <laughs> she, they're just like, yeah. She just talked about her dead husband a lot. She like starved. Scrum? She locked the fridge up. <laughs> I didn't eat for the entire week. She made me wear these clothes. <laughs> she also put these prunes in my pocket. <laughs> she installed booby traps on the lawn that killed my dog. <laughs> Oh my god On the other hand She did fuck Mr. Bone And you know what But Mr. Bone is allowed to remain Mean afterwards Oh yeah duh God Well I mean I guess he did also loosen up his own rules Did he? Yeah because he he would have been All with her about Being a tyrant over Doug And he just let Doug go to the Hunkerberg Right but that's what I'm saying like if if, if Yeah no he did relax I'm with Sam now I, well, I think that if like her, like this is probably just like a new relationship thing. I think that if her late husband was really here and they were together and they were solid on rules rock, uh, kids suck. Like I think that he, they would have been even worse in that house, right? They would have, but then the the, the dick wouldn't have been fresh. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so it has to be fresh, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, I you see, have to have I your see. dick shipped in fresh every day from the right. mountain fields where it is harvested. Can't have any of that freeze-dried kind. Yeah, no, freeze-dried dick just uh, isn't the same. It's the stuff oh. astronauts have to use. Indeed, indeed. Technology at work. All right. <laughs> I think we've covered this. I think we've got the moral down pretty solid. God, thanks for joining us, everyone. On another episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Mrs. Stinson, uh, call me. (laughs) Post 9-11.